0: To the Howie Silviger Show on the True Talk Radio Network. Get in on the conversation. Call 1 877 669 1292. There is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing happening. We got to talk about it's horrific and and I don't know how we're going to survive this travesty. I don't know how we're going to survive as a people as a nation as as mankind how we're going to survive this travesty that's happening right now. It is uh, it is it is so huge and so unbelievable that we might as well just pack it up give up. And call it a day. I am talking about, and if you're wondering what I'm talking about, I am talking about the the extreme travesty of Bradley Cooper, an actor, a non-Jewish actor, playing Leonard Bernstein in a movie and having to put on a prosthetic nose because Leonard Bernstein... Historically had a a large nose. Oh, the horrors of the fact that a non-Jewish actor could dare try to look like the character he's playing, try to look like the historic figure that he's trying to portray. Horrific. Horrific. Where have we gone? Where has the world gone, really? Really, think about it for a second. This has been in the news. This has been in the news. This story about Bradley Cooper putting on a fake nose to play Leonard Bernstein in a movie biopic about Leonard Bernstein, an effort of an actor trying to look like the character he's playing, has been in the news for three months now. It's been covered for three months. People have been complaining about this for three months, calling Bradley Cooper and the director of the movie anti-Jewish, screaming that Bradley Cooper wearing a fake nose to try to look like Leonard Bernstein is anti-Jewish. It is absolutely, unbelievably stupid. But this is what's happening, because we can't have actors trying to portray characters anymore. We can't have actors trying to look like the character that they were portraying. We can't have non-Jewish actors playing Jews and Jewish actors playing non-Jews and, and, and everybody pretending to be somebody else in a make-believe land. that suddenly become unforgivable. It's an unforgivable sin. A month of coverage with organizations, outrage organizations, organizations paid to be outraged. Organizations like B'nai B'rith and, and ADL all weighing in on, this, on this, this terrible travesty of Bradley Cooper wearing a fake nose to play Leonard Bernstein in a biopic movie. Like there's nothing else happening in the world. Like there's no other news in the world aside from Bradley Cooper playing Leonard Bernstein. I guess it's getting great publicity for the movie. But Wow. So, so I saw an article earlier today, uh, as I was, I was perusing articles trying to figure out what we're going to talk about. I, uh, I found an article earlier today that told me 14 ways Bradley Cooper could have played Jewish without the prosthetic nose. And I read the headline. I didn't even read the article. I didn't even look at the article. I'll be honest. I didn't read the article. I read the headline, and I said, wait a second. Wait a second. Now we've conflated the issue. Now we've made the issue a little bigger than it r- was originally. So originally the issue was that Bradley Cooper was casted to play Leonard Bernstein, who was a Jewish composer, a very important Jewish composer in, in American history. And they were upset. The, the people who get upset were upset because Bradley Cooper wasn't Jewish and Leonard Bernstein was. And a, Jew, a non-Jewish guy shouldn't play a Jew. This was the first thing. Cultural appropriation, or whatever they want to call it. Uh, Non-Jewish shouldn't play a Jew. And this was the big outrage for about three weeks. Then a, a trailer or, or some pictures from the set came out, and Bradley Cooper had on a fake nose because Leonard Bernstein had a bigger nose than Bradley Cooper has. And Bradley Cooper wanted to look like Leonard Bernstein, so he put on a big nose. And suddenly it became a Bradley Cooper wearing a big nose to, 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 um, to portray Leonard Bernstein. Is that anti-Jewish or not? This was the question that was asked about two weeks ago. And then it moved on to now 14 ways Bradley Cooper could have played Jewish without the prosthetic nose. So now the, the intonation, now the connotation of this story suddenly moved from Bradley Cooper playing a specific character who had a big nose, who happened to have been Jewish, to Bradley Cooper Portraying Jews with a big nose, which is an anti-Jewish trope. So suddenly, Bradley Cooper went on from being an actor, trying to portray a legitimate guy who was, who was alive. I mean, you can look at a picture of Leonard Bernstein, you can see he has a nose, it's, it's a big schnoz. To Bradley Cooper maligning an entire nation of people and being anti-Jewish. Which is not the case at all. This has become such a crazy story that Leonard Bernstein's grandchildren came out and said, hey, it's okay. Our grandfather had a big nose. It's true. We saw it. It was big. We got to chill out. We got to stop funding or or at least cut back on the funding or cut back on the, uh, on on the, uh, whatever we're doing to push these organizations to start making big deals out of these things. Nobody should care when an actor puts on a huge nose to play a Jewish guy who had a huge nose. Look, if somebody wanted to play me, they'd have to have a you know, a chubby face, right? Okay, so is that fat shaming? No, I'm not fat, but it's not fat shaming. It's just that my face is a little chubbier than, let's say, a guy who has a skinny face. Biology is like that. Different people are built in different ways. Should I be insulted? Should anybody be insulted that they, they got a guy with broad shoulders to play a guy with broad shoulders? They got a tall guy to play a tall guy? It's not maligning short people, it's just trying to be true to the character. It is so ridiculously people are so ridiculous today. And people are so sensitive over nothing today. that it's impossible to for entertainment. It's impossible to 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 live your life like a normal person. So the Academy Awards which are supposed to herald the best in uh, in in uh in in movie excellence and award directors and actors for best in movie excellence, they came up with a new rule that starts this year. It's a diversity rule where uh, – where, where <laughs> and, and this is how ridiculous it is because it used to be based on achievement. It used to be based on, uh, on how well did you perform in, uh, in the movie that you were, that you, that you were in. How well was the movie written? How well was the makeup done? How well was the music composed? And those were the only criteria, and those should be the only criteria in an, in an award ceremony. Um, racial diversity shouldn't be part of it. But now it is, and the Academy Awards have insisted that nominees have to have different colors and have to have different genders and have to have... I mean, they put all sorts of rules in there to... To, to ensure that everybody has equal treatment. So it doesn't matter if you make a crappy movie, but, but you're black. If, if they didn't hit the quota of black nominees and you made a crappy movie and you're black, you're going to get nominated. So it's not based on your production. It's now based on your skin color and your gender and your sexual orientation and, uh, and, and, and whatever. So the Academy Awards were asked yesterday. What about Jews? How do Jews fit into the the diversity rules that you put out? Do Jews get preferential treatment like other minorities? And the Academy Awards refused to answer. So one has to wonder, and, and one could make the argument that Jews have been in Hollywood forever. Jews founded Hollywood. All the major studios in Hollywood were founded by Jews. They're still named after Jews. Do Jews really need preferential treatment in Hollywood? Uh, I don't know. If everyone else is getting preferential treatment, why shouldn't Jews? But the anti-Semitic trope is that Jews run Hollywood, that it's Jewish Hollywood. And so the Academy Awards trying to get out of this, this, this controversial answer they'd have to give absolutely refused to answer the question. So we don't know if Jews are going to get as preferential treatment as somebody else. This is not clear. As it should be, it should be very clear. If you're going to give preferential treatment, if you're going to be racist and you're going to prefer, uh, give preferential treatment for somebody because of their skin color, then it should be clear who gets that preferential treatment. So if, I, if I'm giving an award to somebody, not because they made a good movie and not because it was the best movie that was made of the year, but because they're black or because they're Chinese or because they're transgender or because whatever, it's the definition of racism, isn't it? Preferential treatment for one color person over somebody else? Isn't that what Martin Luther King fought against? Isn't that what his I had a dream speech was all about—that all men were created equal, under God. I, I'm I'm confused by this whole by this whole lefty phenomenon. But I'm, I, you know, I'm confused and I'm not confused all at the same time. This whole this whole mess is being pushed by the Democratic Party, which which of course is the uh, historical party of racism. So so it doesn't surprise me that. The normalizing racism is uh, is part of their mission and is working with the brainwashed majority who uh, uh, who, who listen to the media who read the memes and uh, and who decide that that it's okay to give preferential treatment to a minority group because of their skin color because of their sexual orientation or because of whatever and deny that same that same treatment to another group based on their skin color or sexual orientation whatever um it's the actual definition of racism. But alas, uh, you tell that to somebody who supports these kind of movements and uh, and they'll, they'll tell you that you're crazy. But, but just look at affirmative action, which was recently struck down by the U.S. Supreme Court. Uh, just take a look at the affirmative action law, which gave quotas on hiring blacks into businesses. So if the same person uh, had the same credentials... Uh, applied for the job, one was white, one was black, businesses were required, obligated to hire the black person solely because of their skin color. Sure, they might have been qualified, but but they had to hire them because of their skin color or they had to admit them into a university because of their skin color. The interesting thing about this uh, this diversity and this, whole oh, oh, we want to be diverse, is that many of the minority groups do not want to be diverse. They don't want to be integrated. They don't want to be part of it. They want to hold on to their identity. So you're starting to see right now segregation reoccurring. But it's reoccurring because the minority groups are pulling away from the crowd, not because they're being forced away. So Harvard University in the last few years has instituted on campus all black dormitories and a separate graduation for black students over white students. Now the last time they did that was in the 1940s and 50s before the civil rights movement and before the civil rights legislation was passed. And now they're doing it on the behest of the black community. So all the progress that was made for integration, all the progress that was made for, for, um, all the fighting that was made for integration, all the people who died fighting to integrate society to to make all people equal, to make everybody even, was erased. And it was erased not because of racism, because <laughs> let's be honest. Let's be honest. And and I try to be as honest as I can on the show. And so let's let's just try to be honest. America and Canada are not really racist countries. Sure, there are racists in the country. Let's no, we can't, we can't hide the fact that every society has racists. But I would venture to say that the majority of the country is not racist, that, that ninety over 90% of the country is not racist. I, I, will, I will venture to say that. Now, you'll have your skirmishes here and there and you'll have your, uh, your, your little incidents that are, that are blown up by the media. But the majority of the time, everybody lives peacefully with each other. Now that being the case, these and these the discrimination laws, you know, forcing people to hire blacks or hire minorities, is uh, is fanning the flames of racism. We're legislating people not to be racist, which is causing racism. Losing out to a job, losing out on a job because you're white, is racist. Now, now, a little while ago, I had this argument with a, um, with a lefty friend of mine and um, look, I have, I have lefty friends, I have righty friends, I, I have friends of all, of all political persuasions because I don't discriminate. I like people who think for themselves and who stand up for themselves and who are able to argue and who we could agree to disagree with. I like those kind of people and I hang out with those kind of people and we talk, I talk a lot to those kind of people. And so I was having a conversation with one of those guys who we agreed to disagree most of the time. We uh, we don't agree politically at all, but we're friends. And I know that's a rare thing today to to be friends with someone you don't politically agree with. But but this is just the way I've been all my entire life. And I said to him, and uh, we had this argument about um, about racial discrimination, about uh, affirmative action, in particular with the affirmative action thing that we were talking about. And I made the argument that affirmative action is racist in itself because the second you're judging somebody or giving somebody uh, preferential treatment based on the skin color, that's the definition of racism. Racism is the giving of special treatment. The definition of racism is the giving of special treatment based on skin color or the denial of treatment, of the same treatment, based on skin color. So if I'm giving you extra bonus points because you are a certain color or I'm taking away bonus points because you are a color, They're equally racist. I shouldn't judge you and you shouldn't judge me based on biological things that we can't control. I can't control the color of my pigmentation. I was born with it. The same way you were born with the color of your pigmentation. And everybody in the world was born with the pigmentation that they were born with. This is not something we chose. This is not something we could control. It's not something we could change. And because it's not something we control or or change or something that we have anything to do with, we shouldn't be discriminated against, or we shouldn't be rewarded for it. And this is the way I see it, uh, and this is the way I've always seen it. But that's not the way the world works, unfortunately. And you could say, and so I made this argument with this friend of mine, and his, his argument was, you can't be racist against white people, they were racist for centuries, and because they were racist for centuries, you can't be racist against them, there's no such thing as racism against white people. Which in itself is a racist statement. So, so here we go. So, so you you can't win, and that that's really what it comes down to. Is at the end of the day you can't really win when when you when you look at the society, and you decide that certain people in society have to be elevated and other people in society have to be suppressed, then you're you're practicing the practice of racism. It's as simple as that. It's discrimination. So, I want to live in a world. I personally want to live in a world where we're based on our merit. If I'm a nice person, then I want to be recognized as a nice person. If I'm a qualified person for a job, I want to get the job on my qualifications. I do not want to get the job based on my skin color. I do not want to get the job based on my religion. I do not want to get the job based on my religious affiliation. I don't want to get the job based on anything besides the hard work, the blood, sweat, and tears I put into trying to get the job and, and working and being experienced in the position that I'm applying for. This is the only way I want to get a job. If I get a job in any other way, I don't want the job because if you're going to hire me, Based on the fact that I'm a Jew or based on the fact that I'm an Orthodox Jew or based on the fact that, that um, I have a beard sometimes and I don't have a beard other times or based on the fact that my eyes are brown or based on the fact that I have big ears, if you, want to, uh, if you want to hire me based on any of those criteria, I don't want the job. I want the job based on the fact that I could do the job properly, that I'm trained to do the job, that I have the ability to do the job and that I have the experience necessary to fill the position. This is the only criteria I want to be judged on. And I'm pretty sure that 99% of the people out there applying for jobs, 99% of the people out there working, want to be judged on the same criteria. And judging people based on their skin color and hiring people based on their skin color, based on their last name, based on their first name, based on the color of their hair, based on their age, is completely and 100% wrong. Absolutely one hundred percent wrong, and should not be tolerated and should not definitely not be legislated, although we know it is. It's scary. it's It's actually scary. But alas, that's the world we live in, and until normal people stand up and start screaming, until people who who care about diversity, I want a diverse society, but not a legislative diverse society. We don't need to legislate it. We just want it to happen. Until people start screaming and yelling and rejecting this kind of craziness, we're never going to get there. We're never going to live in a society like that. I'm sick and tired of reading articles like 14 Ways Bradley Cooper could have played Jewish without the prosthetic nose. I'm sick of reading articles like that. Fake victimization articles, I'm sick of them. There's plenty of stuff that Jews are victimized for and Bradley Cooper wearing a fake nose to play Leonard Bernstein isn't one of them. There's plenty of ways that Jews are being attacked. I mean, we we could talk about a a Jewish man and his son being attacked in Berlin. What they're doing in Berlin is beyond me. But but why any Jew would want to go to Berlin or anywhere in Europe that destroyed the Jewish communities there? Why anyone would want to live there is beyond me. Cuz these feelings don't disappear. They really don't. And Jews should learn from history that once anti-Jewish sentiment is ingrained in a society, it's hard Almost impossible to get rid of it. So why Jews are living in Berlin or any of the Nazi-occupied lands that destroyed the Jewish people uh, is is way beyond me. But we could talk about a Jewish guy getting attacked in Berlin. We could talk about arson in Brooklyn. We could talk about uh, we could talk about Jewish community trying to uh, we could talk about a segment of the Israeli population trying to overthrow the government, and how the Israeli government is reacting to. That this this attempted coup that happened just a couple of days ago, compared to how the American government reacted to an alleged coup that happened a couple of years ago, and we could see we could see the difference in in, in maturity of a nation. But this is uh, this is what we should be talking about, and we really shouldn't be talking about or caring about what kind of nose Bradley Cooper plays. While he's, uh, while he's pretending to be a, a Jewish character in a movie. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. All right, that's it for tonight. I'm Howie Silberger. I'll be back again uh, very soon, right here on the Howie Silberger Show on the, on the True Talk Radio Network. So nice to be here. So nice to see you. I'll see you again next time, right here on truetalkradio.com. Don't forget to download the app, the True Talk Radio Network app, available at your favorite app store, and, of course... Of course, you can always email me, Howie, at truetalkradio.com. See you next time.